Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard their point. Now, hear the counterpoint on Libertarian Counterpoint Podcasts. Hello and welcome to Libertarian Counterpoint Podcast. We're coming at you on October 23rd, uh, right in the middle of election season here. And <clears throat> still a lot of uh, uh, crazy stuff going on in the country. But uh, before we can get into any of that, let me introduce you to our panel. On our left-hand corner, we have Tim Everett, our Screaming Eagle of Freedom. He is a pilot in the state of California. Up in our right-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwhite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. <clears throat> so jumping right into it, um, a lot of crazy stuff happening uh, around the country, but especially here in California. It seems like nowadays there's always something coming out of California. And uh, one of the things that recently came to our attention is that in San Diego's uh, in San Diego, the school district there has recently uh, decided to combat racism. They want to alter some of their grading standards, and some of these standards include things like um, not grading uh, based upon the work being handed in on time, uh, and uh, also I, I believe factors like cheating are not being uh, counted in the. Uh, work as well. So uh, anyways, this seems kind of odd and, and almost non-reflective of what you would want in education to do, which is to prepare people for going into society. Uh, either of you guys have any thoughts on this? Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Al, is this libertarian based uh, in, in uh, I mean, in, I mean, do you have to be libertarian to be against something so stupid <laughs> as this? Or is this I mean, is this a is this a left? Yes. <laughs> yeah, is this a left right issue? Uh, you know, cheating uh, in in on time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let them uh, let them be late all the time, so that when they become uh, employed by somebody that wants a particular task to be performed in timely manner, they'll go well. I don't know why you want that. I mean, gee whiz. <laughs> At school, I could just turn my homework in whenever I wanted. And what? who are you to tell me it has to be done on time? You're just my boss. I mean, gee whiz. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and what was this? This was, in, this was so that... Okay. They are combating. They are, they are combating racism. Just keep that in racism. mind. Racism. They are combating okay. racism. So Leon, now when <coughs> when you were working on some project for your employer and they asked, uh, or or for your customers, as far as that goes, like uh, if if you were Apple and somebody ordered a brand new iPhone 12 and you said, well. Uh, we'll get it to you when we get it to you and just wait, you know, and, and you're going to like it. But anyway, Leon, so in your past, did you feel like there was uh, some kind of prejudicial uh, uh, thought pattern in the deadlines that you were required to meet? Um, you mean like, was I given a break in terms of my deadlines is what you're asking me? No, no. Were, were you? No. Were you? Okay, so you're you're there uh, sitting in a cubicle at the office next to a white guy, and you're both given a couple of tasks, and the the 
white guy has to complete it in a week at the end of the week and you have to complete yours at the end of the week. So was there like a thought in, did Leon, <laughs> yeah, did Leon think, um, Hey, I, I'm black. I need a week and a half. Uh, that's what I need. Cause I'm black. I mean, come on. You know, the white well, guy, he can get it maybe, done in a week, but I'm black and I need a week and a half. And therefore maybe, you're, maybe, you're giving me too much stress and it's all based on my race. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should, maybe, maybe I should have tried that. I would have seen how long I would have lasted, you know? Yeah. I, I know. Tried that. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you could know, have sued, you could have sued for racial, uh, of course, uh, yeah, racial, because, racial animus, racial discrimination, exactly. everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How dare them expect me to meet the standards of the white people? I mean, tell me this know. thing. Tell me this thing. That is that is racism. I'm black. Why you want me to to think and act like these white people? I'm yeah. black. What's wrong with the, you? The audacity. <laughs> the audacity of these people to think that I'm supposed to be on time with my yeah. deadlines. You know, That's we are crazy. supposed to be destroying whiteness here. What the hell is uh, wrong with you people? You know, white. Don't turn the reporting on time. Just quit acting yeah. white. Yes, yeah, quit yes. acting white. Yeah, that's right. You know, I I did not get an education from the University of Oklahoma. I did not get an education from the University uh, of Houston. I didn't get none of that. You know, it's just my skin color that got me here. That's yeah, all. Exactly. That's all. That's okay. Right. That so don't ask me to act white. No, I don't know. I mean, don't ask me to be like a white man. Please don't. Yeah. You know, these people are so ridiculous. It's unbelievable. You know, <sighs> you know, this goes back to a larger issue that we raised previously, okay? A very large issue that people are not fully discussing. These people have one intent in mind. That is to destroy the values that we have developed from Western civilization. It is Western civilization that brought us to where we are, okay? I am not saying it's perfect. We have problems in our value, in our value system, in the structure of our, our government, in the structure of our economy, in the structure of our, our society. But all of it came from the values of Western civilization. And these people are doing nothing but trying to destroy it. They're trying to indoctrinate our children, especially black and brown children. You want to tell me these people will not teach our children reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they're going to tell us this damn nonsense? A black child can, is not doing as well as a white child. And instead of trying to teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic, their answer is, you know what? We will change these standards. And that is going to solve the problem. I guess our children are going to learn when they are treated like dumbasses. Lord have mercy. God help us. And, and, and this is one of the crazy things is if they're, they're trying to combat, I guess, they, they feel like racial discrimination. I don't know that they've met the burden of showing that the racial discrimination is occurring, but let's assume that they're right in their argument and that that is what they're trying to combat. Well, by lowering the standards, you're going to create a new discrimination in San Diego, and that's that people won't hire people from San Diego. Exactly. Exactly. You see, that, that's the problem. The lower the standard, nobody, nobody can meet the, the standards of, 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 of uh, that, that employers require. Nobody can meet those standards because they have lowered the standard. And then when they don't hire black and brown kids because of the lowered standards, then they're going to claim racism. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the 
the whole I thing about the sarcastic uh, example I gave of uh, if if you uh, claimed that you needed more time because you know and they said no you got to do it in the normal amount of time uh, you could claim racism if they exactly. fired you for it you know exactly. so yeah it's it's a similar similar um, thought pattern and and it, and it probably will pan out that way yeah it probably sure. will you know uh, i don't know what the white kids are going to do because uh you know they they're going to be just as messed up by this uh, lowering of standards as uh as the everybody else you know as, well, as, well, yes the, the obvious yeah. that that's that's so obvious is unbelievable that no nobody have thought about this yeah it harkens back to that old quote of Biden's that we've heard a million times on the internet that poor kids can be just as smart as white kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. But you see, but you see, the, the issue is on a, on a serious note, the issue is every time we see a disparity in our society, every yeah. time we see one, we think there must be some issue of race involved. We never think, well, you know, maybe you're not teaching those children. But if there's a disparity, there must be racism. That's always the answer. There must be racism. Well, look, look at the NBA. Yeah. There's a big disparity in the NBA. Why is that not racism also? Well, <laughs> when you say, Leon, when you say we automatically think this way, I think you're referring to maybe not exactly a whole bunch of us, but maybe just some small subset that think that way, that, that think that it's racism automatically. Well, I, 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 if, if you really want me to tell you who the subset is, is white liberals. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You and played you know, right. I, I, I have to go back to my that. original statement, okay? <laughs> if white liberals, if those stupid white liberals think they owe me something, give me $10,000 per person and I'll take it. And I'll yeah, forgive you <laughs> all of the damn nonsense that happened in the past and you could start teaching our children. I'll take that. Let's do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, this this item isn't uh, just isolated too to some kind of craziness going down in San Diego. <laughs> okay, this is I guess uh, more closely aligned with the whole state of California because uh, it was earlier this year that UC was uh, uh, decided that they were going to change their standards and the uh, ideas of SATs and uh, yes. I'm not sure what the other test was, but essentially those college entrance exams. ACT. They were going to change the standards in them. Yes. Yeah, and, and the idea was is that they said, well, we've determined on our metrics that uh, people of one ethnic group or another aren't scoring as well as another, so let's just change the standard. <laughs> don't, don't try and say, hey, yeah. maybe there's something we're doing wrong in the education in the first place. Maybe 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 we allowed some competition or something else to try and exactly. fix it. But instead, oh, okay, well, we'll just change the finish line. You know, we'll stagger that somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah. It's, uh, crazy, you know, how, how they do these things. But, uh, you know, uh, speaking of other craziness in California, uh, <clears throat> it's going on. Uh, there's <laughs> more. Oh, yeah, there's always more. <laughs> there always is, Tim. There always is. <laughs> it's a bottomless here in California. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Okay. But uh, uh, with COVID, obviously, California has been one of those places that. Uh, been experiencing more lockdown than some of the other states. Um, but you know, one of the crazy things that's come out about this recently is that they've uh, developed some kind of a, a health equity metric uh, before allowing a, a, a county or a city to, uh, re, uh, to um, I guess, uh, to lighten up on its lockdown policies. 
essentially. So as they start to see that the, the, the curve is flattening or going down, whatever metric they're using, uh, now the issue is they won't allow one area of a county to open up unless all areas of the county are doing better. So, and they said this is specifically to help disadvantaged areas. So I, but I, can't, I can't think of anything more crazy in a time where you literally want people to get back on their feet as fast as possible. One business owner in one side of town is doing everything he can to get his business up. And then you tell him, oh, sorry, another area of town isn't doing well. So you've got to keep your doors shut. I just, I don't know. It seems kind of crazy. But, you know, the idea of bringing this race into everything just seems, you know, I don't know. It's California today. So, yeah. yeah. Well, is, it, is it based on race or? I mean, is well, it well, they say advantage and disadvantage, and sometimes that's a user uh, user for for race. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I see. All right. So um, uh, the affluent part of town is is doing better for whatever reason. The the uh, less you know the poorer part of town on the other side of the railroad tracks are. Uh, are having st still having issues with COVID. So everybody shuts, everybody stays shut down. No one opens up. They should open up everything because it's all just ridiculous. Uh, but, but um, you know, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, without going into charts and graphs, uh, it's really hard to, to make the point. Um, uh, Tom Woods has it at tomwoods.com slash COVID, where he's got a whole bunch of char uh, graphs showing the the um, progress of the COVID uh, left to right over time. And he uh, challenges people to tell when did they put the mask mandate, for example, or when did they shut down the economy? There's, there's different um, uh, graphs there. And no one can tell. The COVID does its COVID thing, whether you shut down, whether you don't shut down, whether you wear masks, whether you don't wear masks, it's all the same graph. It's just left to right. You cannot tell the difference uh, between graphs uh, as to when, you know, because the same time period and just the same, the graphs all look the same. So none of this stuff works. Uh, and if it did, you would see it on the graph. You would say, oh, well, they implemented mass here or they shut down there and look at the drop in the COVID rate. No, you cannot see it. The graphs do not show it. Uh, so the whole thing is just ridiculous. So um, to, to purport uh, that there's some uh, you know, poor section, rich section uh, change to it. Also, I will I, I will hazard to guess that you could not show that on a graph either, between between poor sections and and uh, wealthier sections. Um, although you know, wealthier sections, you might say, uh, you know, I don't know what you could say. Anyway, that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Well, well, the, the whole basis, the whole basis of all of this is so ridiculous that is unbelievable. Okay, first of all, these people think they can take us to some equality utopia, where we all equal and everything is always nice and mm. wonderful. Okay. Mm. Now, about the COVID in particular, COVID infection, the infection rates of COVID in any jurisdiction have to do with conduct. It have nothing to do with your race. It have nothing to do with the economic standard. It have nothing to do with any of those things. It have to do with conduct. If you're intermingling with people and you're jumping and dancing and doing all sorts of them, you're gonna get infected, okay? 
Now, does that mean we should be locking down the economy because of it? No. Maybe we should change our conduct a little bit, and then we'll have this problem all straightened out. What the hell is wrong with these people? Sure, we can take the precautions if, if we have to. Take the precautions. But we don't have to lock down the economy or lock down parts of the economy because one other part of the economy is, is, is infected or having high infection rates. What the hell is wrong? Yeah. We're going yeah. gonna to change our whole lives just because I live here in Grover Beach, somebody living way 100 miles from me. Well, they're having problems because of the conduct of the people living in that jurisdiction. And I and my family must suffer because of it. What ridiculousness is this? Well, I, I think that's one of the things, hopefully, uh, as a libertarian moment, we'll take away from this whole thing. And that's it. You know, I, I, people who are essentially like markets to, to, to reign free and for the most part. And, and you know, it, instead of having some central planner, is that we realize that everybody's different. We all have different values. We all have different risks, you know, uh, uh, you know, thresholds that we, we hold in our lives. You know, some yes. people jump out of an airplane with a parachute. Some people aren't, you know, and, and I mean, to, to say that, well, because I and my great wisdom have decided that this is the risk that everybody should take. Therefore, you're all going to do this. I and mean, that's, it seems to be, you know, what we're getting a huge dose of in central planning from the top in this whole thing. And I, I you know, I, hopefully libertarians can, can, yeah, I guess reach people that this is a moment, you know, where we're all different and we all shouldn't be held to exactly the same standard. We all need to figure it out for ourselves to some degree. And and, yeah. and Jason, you, you, make, you make such a good point, okay? So you make such a good point. Let us just learn to manage your risk so we could get on with our lives, okay? Mm -hmm. We've now been locked down here for six months or whatever it is. I never imagined that I will spend most of my retirement, I've been retired a year now, I'll spend most of it in this, this lockdown damn nonsense. Let us just learn to manage your risk and get on with it. I mean, that was one good thing that Donald Trump said um, last night that I totally agree with. We have to learn to live with this thing. Regardless of what it is, we have to learn to live with. Maybe we need some better therapeutic drugs. Maybe we eventually need a vaccine. Whatever. We live with the common flu. It kills a lot of people every year. We live with the common flu. We're going to have to learn to live with this. End of story. Yeah, I, I thought that, you know, getting back to that last thing on the debates, I don't want to regress too much onto that, but but the idea that uh, Donald Trump's most powerful moment, I thought, in there was specifically in saying, look, you know, this is, let's not let the cure be worse than the disease. Exactly. And, I mean, exactly. It, it, yes. It, it, people, they have literally no threshold for risk, and maybe, maybe they get, you know, a check every month, and they don't have to worry about things, and they just right. say, okay. You know, I'm cool uh, locking in. Why doesn't everybody else, you know, because we're all different. You know, we all have a different situation. Some of us have to be out there uh, for one reason or another, assisting our families or something. And, and this idea that one size fits all, it's just, you know, I, it, one thing that really irked me when, they, you know, hearing about some of the stuff in New York, you know, is when they, they had these uh, elderly people who had COVID locked in in these homes and, and yeah. family members didn't go in to see them and they died. And I mean, it's like, you know, you're going to make this judgment for families, you know, from the top that, sorry, we, we have, you know, this is our value for COVID. So, you know, kind of screw you. You don't get to go in and see your family before they, you know, pass away. I can't think of anything just more horrific. And yet this is, you know, people are kind of cool voting for people like this. And it just, ugh, gosh. It, 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 it is such madness, you know, in, in, in New York, talking about these, these are uh, the, the situation in New York, you know, Governor Cuomo, he signed a, an executive order on, on, on May 10th that forced nursing homes to take, to take back people who are COVID positive. 
this led to the death directly to the death of maybe like 6,500 people. And everybody think that man did a good job in managing COVID. And Donald Trump did not. I don't know what, I, I'm not a, a, a fan of Donald Trump, but I'm just talking about the, the hypocrisy involved in this thing here. But this is where we get back to this one size fit all. Nobody wants to look at the direct situation involved. You are putting people who are COVID positive into, into enclosed areas where other people could even get infected. And that's exactly what happened. They want to have policies that, that they want to paint everybody with the same policies and then paint everybody with the same outcomes. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a monomaniacal focus on just, just one particular health issue. Exactly. And uh, at, at the uh, complete um, uh, dismissal of all other health issues, and the other health issues are documented uh, to uh, be rising a lot. A lot of people are dying that would not have died if, it, if they hadn't have been focused entirely on one virus, this, this thing. So for example, there's a lot more people that are dying now and are going to die because they never had their cancer um, uh, test done to, to determine if, if, if they had cancer, what kind of cancer, cancer they have, so on and so forth. So that there's a lot of people um, that are going to die. And so, you know, to answer the question or, or the, the, the thing is, uh, you know, the question, when are you going to take COVID seriously here? Uh, Leon, when are you going to take it seriously? And, and Leon could say, uh, you know, I'll make you a deal. I'll take COVID seriously the same day you start taking the lockdowns, negative effects, the, the um, consequences of the lockdown, the unintended yeah. consequences of the lockdown. When you take yeah. those deaths seriously, uh, then how, I'll how take... How about this? How about, uh, you know, I'll start taking COVID seriously. And I, by the way, I do, but <laughs> I'll start taking COVID seriously when you start taking individual liberty seriously. You know, I there mean, we I, go. it's just, there we yeah, go. that too. There we go. I, and then, uh, you know, talk about looking at things in it you know, to compare, compare things. For example, we lose 480,000 people a year to smoking the smokers that die of lung cancer. An additional 41,000 people die per year in the United States due to secondhand smoke dying from lung cancer, from being around secondhand smoke. Well, so there, <clears throat> if you're gonna lock people down and destroy their lives, uh, would it be also equally feasible to just make it against the law to smoke a cigarette and to arrest smokers and throw them in prison for smoking sure. cigarettes. Wouldn't that yeah. be equally? I mean, if you're going to be tyrannical about a, a single virus, pick, pick that out. Never mind all the other diseases that kill people. Why don't you also go, you know, can you do that? Well, of course, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that if you're willing to give up your rights and your liberties to um, to a lockdown based on in, instead of you know, look at me, I'm I'm old enough. I should be the one that wants to stay home, but I'm out working every day, and have been haven't lost a single day of work uh, over this uh, time period, not a single day, and I'm working around people all the time. 
Uh, and yet somehow I've, you know, and maybe I'll get it and maybe it'll kill me or maybe I'll get it and it'll be hardly noticeable. Uh, I don't know, but I'm willing to take that risk, like Leon says, because I'm uh, a, uh, a, a person that has calculated it out and, and decided that it's uh, well within my risk tolerance. <laughs> fly, fly a plane, you know, I got a few other risky things I do too, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, true, uh, true, and I true. And I drive to the airport and back home every day yeah. Uh, in San Diego's busy freeway. Well, they're not so busy now. I tell you, they're, they're really not. They're, it's The traffic's gone way down, but still, busy enough, I could get killed by some drunk driver. So there you have sure. it. You know, you know, I would like to know, at the end of this, I would like to know how many people died or, or I want to know rates of suicide, alcohol, all those sort of things. I would it's, like it's, to know the numbers on that because of the lockdown. That's what uh, I would yeah. like to know. Well, they keep track of the number of uh, young people, 16 to 25 or something, that have contemplated suicide. And those numbers, uh, they have a certain amount. I, I just heard the numbers from, okay, I just heard the numbers, uh, be real quick. And, but it has, um, in the last, in the month of June, one month, it was many times more than what it normally is for an entire year. So. So people are uh, contemplating suicide, and they're probably doing it. Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, and, uh, speaking of um, the end of things to come, our show is almost wrapping up here, too. And uh, we like to end off with usually something kind of funny or clever that's been set out in the news recently. And uh, just to end on a high note, and recently at a, a dueling town hall, Biden said to uh, – Biden said to one of the interviewers who was asking him a question uh, about the police shootings that had happened recently, uh, and he uh, Biden said, you can ban chokeholds, but beyond that, you have to teach the police uh, how to de-escalate circumstances. So instead of anybody coming at you and the first thing you do is shoot to kill, you shoot them in the leg. And, and so, you know, you know, some of that sounds good, you know, de-escalate, but that's kind of what police are currently doing trained to do already but once you pull out that gun uh, the idea that you're shooting for the leg kind of sounds like he's been getting his law enforcement from old episodes of the lone ranger or something and you know, I'm listening. yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot the gun <laughs> shoot the gun out of their hand what's the yeah, matter that's with right you? yeah you, you're not you, better, good. you just have poor marksmanship you <laughs> lowly police officer you yeah, no, uh, yeah, sure. Shoot them in the leg. Hit it. Hit the femoral artery, and they'll bleed out in five minutes while you're waiting for the hot, the ambulance to come there, and that kills them. Meanwhile, they're danger, still a danger, they're laying there on the ground, bleeding. Exactly. They're or you know still standing, and they're still shooting at you or coming at you with a knife or any other ninety different things. So, not to mention uh, the difficulty of of hitting anyone and not to mention too, that if you have the, the, you are in the, the gravest of circumstances that you are uh, needing to use deadly force on someone that deadly force counts. If you shoot them in the leg or shoot them in the chest. And so uh, it's, it's equally requiring the gravest of uh, situations. Uh, in other words, you're, 
you or some other innocent person is in danger of um, great bodily injury or death by the actions of the perpetrator in, in question here, the one you're either going to shoot in the leg or going to shoot them to stop them. And so police are trained to shoot to stop, uh, and everyone else that gets training is trained to shoot to stop the threat. And when the threat stops, that's when the shooting has to stop. Well, other words, I'm going to shoot to stop this discussion right now because we've reached the end of our... Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> darn it. Leon hasn't said I'm anything. I'm not going to shoot you in the leg. Right. Right. Just got to kick it out right away. But uh, thanks yeah. for so much for joining us, and we look forward to, uh, to uh, you tuning into the next uh, episode of Libertarian Counterpoint Podcast. Thanks for joining. Take care.